What's up, Snippet Sports listeners? Welcome back to another Friday podcast. We're hoping that today goes better than last week. Uh, We tried doing a live pod on Twitter. Found out after about 45 minutes of great takes from everyone but Johnny, his takes were horrid, um, that no one could hear or see us on the Twitter feed. So we're sorry about that. Going back to recording, I think this is the first time in about three weeks we'll just be posting one. So I'm looking forward to it. We got Braz and Callie. We got uh, the Minnesota boys here in the same room together again. So. Well, that was a good intro. I'm honestly shocked. Um, <laughs> I really am. But the fact that you guys are saying that I had the bad takes, AJ is the one that brings horrible takes week in and week out, and he can't figure out a periscope. So, like, I don't know where oh this, my this God, double standard is coming from. It's like, my fault that Twitter <laughs> had technical difficulties. That's that's on me, for sure. That is I mean, I, on me. I'm totally good if we just throw the blame on AJ. It's normally what we do. It seems to work well for us so let's just keep that rolling um let's go right into what's more likely uh guys i'm sorry i found out three minutes before we hit record that uh it was my week to come up with the question and so here it is it's pretty simple came up with it boom immediately who is more likely to complete the comeback in their series the dodgers or the astros Ooh. well i think it's a little unfair because the astros have already started to come to do their comeback, they've won two straight games now. It's 3-2. And now the Dodgers are already down 3-1. So I think it's easier to say the Astros because they've already started it. But I'm going to go with the Dodgers mm-hmm. because the Astros are losing tonight. Rays are finishing the series in six. And, I mean, the Dodgers are the best team in the league, and I just don't see them being able to go down um, 4-1. They're going to fight back. I'm not going to say they're going to complete it, but they have a way better chance because the Rays are taking it tonight. Interesting. So even though... The Astros have won two games, have some on momentum. Carlos Correa, you still think it's more likely the Dodgers win three straight than the Astros win two more? I do. So, I guess AJ kind of laid out the situation. I should have laid it out in my question, but Dodgers were down 2-1 going into last night. They got railed, uh, so they're down 3-1 now. And then now we're looking at the Astros, who were down 3 nothing, but won two games in a row. They're down 3-2. Um, I actually have the same answer as AJ. Um, I know that the Astros only have to win two more, but that would be four in a row. Um, just the fact that they started down 3-0 versus uh, the Dodgers were down 2-1 and are now down 3-1. Just I got to give the nod to the team that was never 0-3 in the series. So I also think the Dodgers, they were my World Series pick. It's not really looking great right now. Um, hopefully I can pay my bookie if uh, that happens. But we're, we, we got the fun, so we're chilling. But so I got to go with the Dodgers. Braz, who you got? Because this is our this is our LA correspondent, so we kinda, <laughs> we got to know. Yeah, my gut in me says take the Dodgers, but I, after watch, I mean, casual baseball guy here. Yes, <laughs> we love that. I've introduced myself as that, but casual baseball guy here. In the Rays Astros game, I've watched the last two games. I mean, I've took the Rays on the picks page and been disappointed. Obviously. The Astros had a huge game yesterday. Carlos Correa with that awesome walk-off. I'm going to go with the Astros. I mean, I know they were down 3-0, but they've, they've got to win two more. I know it's four in a row, but they're they're halfway there, so I'm going to take Houston. The only thing I look at in that series is, like, every game has really come down to like to being a one-run game, and the Astros are one like in one-run games, like, they're one run away from their season being over, and I just don't know how many more times they can win those one-run games because... The Rays pitching staff, we all know, is very good. And their offense has been coming alive this postseason. So, like, I'm not too sure that the Astros pitching staff can can uh, match up. 
This is the way I look at it. Um, I think Houston has zero pressure on them right now. I mean, down 3-0. No one thought they were going to get this far. Verlander out. Um, they lose Garrett Cole in the offseason. Frankie's not the same, etc. No one thought they were going to be even in the ALCS. And then Tampa is by far the better team. But they go up 3-0. Everyone thinks it's over. I thought it's over. And then they win two games. So all the pressure now is on Tampa Bay. So I think it's more likely that Houston can complete the comeback because they're playing freely. I think they were really tense when this... Obviously, the season began. They were 29-31. and 31. And then even in the playoffs, I think they were playing tense, and I didn't really know how much they really wanted to be there. And now that they see that they have a chance, I think they have a better chance. And as for the Dodgers, this is a team that's consistently one of the top two, three teams, best teams in baseball. They can never get the job done. And I think all the pressure is, even though they're down 3-1, I think it's all on the Dodgers. I mean, we've seen teams complete 3-1 comebacks. The Braves are really good. They have good pitching. But I think all the pressure is on the Dodgers, and I think their fans are going to get pissed. All they do is they keep bringing in high-class free agents, Mookie Betts. they got one of the best pitchers in baseball. They Who can't, can't get, get it done in the playoffs. Yeah, Kershaw they, can't do it. They can't get the job done. So I think all the pressure is on them, and I think that's going to bring them down. I think the Astros have a better chance. I think the Rays and the Braves both win. Um, it wouldn't shock me, though, if the Astros complete the comeback. Yeah, I mean, since we're already talking about baseball, like this is perfect what I want to see in the World Series. Like Right now where the series are at, like Rays are winning – and Braves are winning. These are the two teams I wanted to see um, in the World Series. I don't want to see the number one team in baseball, the Dodgers, make it. And the Braves really shocked me going up 3-1. Especially when the Dodgers put up 11 runs in that game three in that first inning. I was like, okay, the Braves season. Like, you guys you guys had a good run, but the Dodgers just flipped a switch. Uh, but the Braves didn't go they didn't go away one bit. Clayton Kershaw comes to pitch game four after having back spasms that moved him back a little. And the Braves win 10-2, I think it was. Yeah, 10-2. To go up 3-1 in the series. I mean, baseball, I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing right now. And this, this will be a fun World Series no matter what four of these teams are in it. Well, I agree with that um, wholeheartedly. Except, obviously, I would love to see the Dodgers make it. Because um, I, I just like to see those stories of a team that can't find their way over the hump. And then they, they end up getting it done. It's got to be really satisfying. I mean, being a Washington Capitals fan, I know like what that feeling is like. Um, and so... But on the on terms of Clayton Kershaw, it amazes me that you know he continues to have you know these non elite moments in the playoffs from a guy that you expect to show up and get it done when you need him to. Um, so after that, I, I'm I'm worried about where the Dodgers are at. What's interesting about that game three when they scored three run or eleven runs in the first inning, eight or nine of those Ten. runs were with two outs. Ten of the runs were with two outs. They Ten. scored one run and then had there was like one out. They were able to get one through. Two outs, it's one zip, and they scored 10 straight runs. I thought that was ridiculous. And the craziest thing, I forgot which player it was, but was a triple away from the cycle by the third inning. Jesus. Which obviously the triple, we all know, is the hardest part right. about it. But being a triple away, um, going into the third inning, that is uh, that is pretty insane. That just speaks to the pounding that they put on um, in that game three. Yeah, for so decent question. Good question. Good question. Yeah, I'll give it to you. The boys, I think everyone had actually good answers. Yeah. Yeah. So no. you, you listeners should appreciate that. <laughs> all right, guys. You heard it from Johnny. Appreciate his takes, <laughs> all right? Um, he's feeling a little underappreciated these days. But before we go, I know we're going to talk about the NFL later in this pod. I do want to touch um, on college football a little bit. We got some fun games this weekend. Alabama, Georgia. Always a big one. Um, hopefully, hate bets. My roommate who's sitting here right now watches that game with me at some point tomorrow. But uh, I want to touch on the Georgia quarterback, Braz. By chance, have you heard the story of this kid? I'm not. You want to explain it to me and the listeners? I'll explain it to you. This guy is five foot eleven. 
got put in week one after their redshirt freshman kind of crapped the bed in the first half of the season. Put this guy in, he ends up having a great second half. He's played great ever since. Now, I didn't know much about this guy. I was scrolling through the Wall Street Journal, not to give, you know, just give him a little act because they're elite. But uh, they got a nice... Nice article on this kid's story. So, like I said, he's five foot eleven. He's known as the mailman because he wore like a post office hat to like the recruiting camps in high school. Just the guy's a worker. He's a workhorse. Um, had a lot of small Division one offers, but uh, decided to walk on at Georgia instead. Was pissed about his opportunities. Goes to JUCO. Ends up earning a full scholarship back to Georgia. Um, some quarterbacks opt out because of COVID. Um, redshirt freshman gets benched. He climbs his way up the depth chart in miraculous fashion and is now the starting quarterback of Georgia. Going into a game against Alabama as a top five team. I think that's a pretty great story. Um, the article lays it out much better with much more detail, but make sure you give it a read if you have a Wall Street subscription. So you're gonna say all that and not even give the guy's name? Like this guy's name is a <laughs> that name. is a fair point. No, I, no, Stetson Bennett. What is the fourth. name? What is like, that? Stetson, is such a good name. Stetson Bennett the fourth. If I read right in the article, Stetson is the name of a cowboy hat or something. Perfect for this guy. No, Southern this football. Yeah. When I saw this guy's name, I think it was when they were playing at Auburn two weeks ago, I believe it was, and like this guy, like like you said, like, I had no idea who he was even before you even told us the story. When I see that name, I'm like, that's the guy I want to cheer for. Like, this is this is the guy I want. Yeah, no, th- that, that's the guy right there. Really interesting story. I obviously didn't give you all the details, so make sure you, you go check out that Wall Street article. I thought it was pretty fun. Um, that's all I really want to touch on for college football. Well, I mean, I was going to say, besides the point of the story, this is going to be a great game. By far the best game of the season so far. We have a number two going against number three. It's Bama, Georgia. I mean, who do we got? Who do you have? I mean, so the spread, I think, is four and a half on this game. And after Jans gave me that story, I don't think I can go consciously and not take Georgia at least plus four and a half with a sprinkle on the money line. I think we might have to at that point. I mean, when I I saw them play against Auburn, like, they absolutely handled them, like, with ease. And, like, Auburn's, like, a good team. We know that. I think they're on the downfall a little this year. But Mm -hmm. they handled Auburn with ease. Um, Georgia's a really good team. Like, when you have this 2-3, like, it's going to be a close battle. And when you when you give me a field goal to work with and more, I got to take the more and take that 4.5. I like, This is going to be a close game. It's going to be a one possession. And in a better's mind, it's easier to take that 4.5. And, and you lose by a field goal and you're still winning. So No, I like that a lot. What what um, I look at with these two teams, judging by their matchup so far this year with um, other, you know, they, they both have a solid Schedule. They're not playing a bunch of cupcakes left and right, but I, I'm not too convinced on this Alabama defense at the moment. I mean, Ole Miss is... I don't know how good Ole Miss is yet, to be fair. Ole Miss always gives Alabama a run, I feel like. They, it's just like... Yeah. That's like how it is. Like, it doesn't matter the rankings. It's like, they're always going to give them a run, no matter how bad they are. It's kind of like the UNC-Duke matchup in basketball. Like, it doesn't matter if Duke is number one and UNC is unranked. That's always going to be a good game. Just yeah. like... I mean, clearly it's not the same rivalry at all, but, like, I feel like that's how it is. Like, no, I totally these, see what Yeah, you these mean. teams, like, they give them... Because, like, they get so much more fired up for these games. Like, almost, like, this is our time against Bama. We get, we right. get it once a year, like... But I know what you mean. They put up 48 against they Bama. put up 48 against Bama. Total yards allowed, I'm looking at, for the year. Bama gives up over 470 yards of offense a game. I mean, I think this Georgia offense... Is, is really solid. They got some weapons out there. Stetson, um, I was, again, reading in the article that a lot of people were saying he would be considered a top quarterback in the nation um, if he weren't 5'11". That really held him back in his recruiting. It held back 
um, and you know the looks that he was getting all around the country. So I'm rooting for them. Like you said, rivalry games they tend to be close, and when they're two and three, it should be even closer. Um, that's why in rivalry week, when you have Minnesota, Wisconsin, you have Michigan, Ohio State, you have Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Auburn, Bama, you see all the experts picking the underdog on the spread because those games tend to be closer because emotions are a great yeah. equalizer. I mean, I'm looking back at just these past few years with the Gophers, Wisconsin, like you've seen the away team win both contests. Like, it, yeah. It is. You take the underdogs. Like Those are the times when the underdogs find a way to get it done. So, Were, were, was, were the Ghosts favored last year going into that game, if you remember? I'd assume so, just because of, yeah. Yeah. like, record-wise, we beat them last year. We were home. I'm going to assume we were yeah. favored, but... Quick note, so Hayfetz brings up a good point. So Nick Saban tested positive for yes. COVID. So they were running practice um, through Zoom this week, I know, yep. since he tested positive. But interestingly enough, I'm going to relate this to the Titans. Um, Tennessee had to deal with, I'm not going to say adversity because it was their own fault and players were saying it was adversity. It wasn't. It was your own fault. Like, get it through your head. Um, but the Titans came out just on all cylinders. So do we think Alabama is going to be all right in that scenario? Because their, their defense is really bad. So, like, I'm wondering about that as well. No, I mean, that's, that's definitely interesting. Like, I remember seeing a um, little thing about Saban on, like, how he's, like, working. He's literally going through his routine just, like, at home. I mean, like, we all know Nick Saban's probably one of the greatest coaches, of, like, of college football. I'd give it to him. Yeah. I'd give it to him, number one. Um, Any sport. Yeah. But, like, Tennessee, like... I mean, I know all three of you guys took the Bills minus three and a half. I know none of you guys saw Tennessee coming out. Can, can I throw one thing out about that? What, you took it? because No, no, no I'm going to be honest. I um, there, There's this pool that I'm in with my aunt that she signed me up for. we got to pick every spread every week. I'm going to be honest. I picked the Titans. I actually typed in Titans and hit save on our pod. Googled, like, pick Papa, see what they said. Everyone had Buffalo. All three of you had Buffalo. I felt the peer pressure. I should have stuck to my gun, so I changed it. I lost. I'm just saying, like, I, I could have easily stuck with them. That's going to just – it's kept me up at night the last few days. No, it is tough. I, I don't think anyone's really saw Tennessee doing, like, like coming out like they did. Um, but it, was, it wasn't just their offense. Like, their defense shut down Josh Allen. They didn't let the run game get started one bit. Like, they were firing on all cylinders. I don't entirely see Alabama doing the same thing. But if they do, it's not because of anything that went different. That's just the team they are. They are that good where they can come out. Just because Nick Saban's gone for a week, like, he's still their coach. He's still been preparing them for this game for a week. So, I don't think if they come out firing on all cylinders, it's because of that. Um, well, he can still call plays even with a cough, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, Saban, like, he's still their coach. He's still running them through the same workouts, drills. He's he's still there pretty much. Just separated. Like, Braz. Braz is still there, but... Yeah, he's right here. He's I can right almost, there. I feel his I energy. Feel it. I feel him. He's right there. So. Oh, big bad. Oh, no, yeah. but I'm glad you brought up that game. I'm absolutely pumped. I mean, by far the best game we've had this season. Um, and it probably will be until we get that Ghost-Michigan matchup coming up. So. I, I think that's going to be a great matchup. If you want to touch on it just for a minute, because uh, I don't know. Next what's that? A, next next, next week. Yeah. It's about next, eight days next away. Next Friday, we touch on it. Yeah, I think next we wait. Friday, next Friday, Friday, we give a little preview. We got it's, it's the day before. I mean, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Get ready for AJ trying to tell me I'm not a real gopher student. I'll root for the ghosts every week after. Every single week. That doesn't matter to me. That doesn't matter. <laughs> but anyways, let's move on to the NFL. Um, Monday's going to be an interesting day. We have Monday, quote, Monday night games starting at 4 p.m. Central. I mean, yeah, you you go you go over to a California, you're in Braz's shoes, and you have football at 2 p.m. on Monday. Braz, walk me through how your Monday is going to look. 
Well, I'm supposed to be in my communications class, so, you know, we'll be hitting that uh, mute camera and <laughs> audio, and we'll have the game on, and, and we'll be cheering, you know? Just got to keep the fantasy team on, on that undefeated streak. Is your team undefeated in our league? Jesus. Should we ask about the other league, Braz, or should we stay away from that? Hi, Jay. We can ask about that one, too. How are you doing? <laughs> well, if you, if you must ask... I'm about to get my first win against Johnny, who claims he's going back-to-back. And I'm going to end it. It's going to be so funny, Braz, when me and you are the two people that have beaten Johnny this year. Like, that is... I don't think he could wish for anything more. Like... Yeah, I mean, I'd rather be 4-2 than 1-5 uh, if you actually do, in fact, beat him. I don't, I don't know if there's conversation. I mean, I've got the most happen. points again, so I'll just throw that out there. No, Braz, de- Braz definitely has hit the unlucky train this year in the... In the matchups, I I honestly have no excuse. My team just sucks. I, like, I'm, I'm straight sure, up. I'm sure a good eighty percent of our you know hundreds of thousands of listeners can. Uh, I, I think we hit a million actually last. Um, we were, like three weeks ago when we had our last one. I think we hit a million views. Oh, I think that's I why M3 Pro Gun hit me up. Our unofficial official <laughs> sponsor, um, massage gun, good for the legs, good for the joints, whatever you got to do. <laughs> but uh, unofficially, because they don't know I'm doing this. But anyways. I'm sure all of our listeners can relate to the fact that you lose a lot of games in fantasy just because who you're matched up with, even if your team is good. So, Braz, I feel your pain, Ken. I mean, I'm not going to say fantasy football is based on luck, but it really is. It depends. It, you can be the oh, highest right. scoring team each week, or the, I should say second, second highest, and be defeated because you always play that one person who scores more. Possible. It is based on unlikely. luck. Unlikely. Unlikely. Very unlikely. Possible. Very <laughs> unlikely. But it is based on luck on who you're playing week to week, so... And if your player gets a DUI, like, what can I do? I can't... Like, Melvin, what... Yeah, what are we doing in the car? Like, I wish I could change that. Like, I wish I could have a way to be like, Melvin, we're not getting in that car. Like, so... Okay, so I want to keep touching on NFL. I'm going to quick go on a rant about the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, God. Then, are, you, are you guys okay? I'm going to throw out three spreads. Blake and I are still going to do our preview spread show. Good. I, I look tomorrow. forward to that. Yeah, so, we're, we're going to have it out. I'm going I'm to get that out tonight. I'm going yeah. to intro you real quick. Everyone settle in. This is going to be a long rant. <laughs> it's going to feel like it's never ending. Johnny, give us the info. Okay, so I'm going to talk Dallas Cowboys quick. But after I'm giving three games, which I think are the toughest to choose, and we're going we're gonna to talk about them, um, and Blake and I will also have a preview. Are you going to bring in your tweet that you tweeted back in, like, February about your Dallas Ram? Do you remember that tweet that you quoted? That was in, that was in June. In June? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was 100% right. <laughs> I didn't know we if you were going to bring it up. It. So, when are network TV going to get over that the Dallas Cowboys are not, like, America's team? Like, sure, they might bring in a lot of views, but I am so sick as a diehard NFL fan of literally being forced to watch the Cowboys every single week. They've already been on Sunday Night Football. Fox is America's Game of the Week last week. Um, they're on Monday Night Football this week. Like, when can we stop watching the Dallas Cowboys? They're terrible. They bring in Mike McCarthy to be the head coach of their football team, who is an offensive coach. They don't even let him call plays, first of all. Just not a well-run organization right now. But now they're on Monday Night Football again, and I don't want to watch Dallas. Like, I love Dak, and I feel so badly for Dak. No one wants to watch Dallas. Like, am I wrong? 
You're not wrong, but like I want to watch Kyler Murray on Monday night. I want to watch Kyler. I want to watch Kyler versus Lamar. a good football team. Versus Lamar. Let's go. Like, so, guys, I don't know if you hear. I mean, you definitely hear the passion in this guy's voice. If you like just were plopped into the world and heard this, you think this is like the biggest issue going on in the world. Right now. <laughs> call your congressman. Call your senator. Let's get this. Okay, fixed. okay. When I dedicate probably 15, 20 hours a week of watching football, that is what it is. This is a full time job for this no, kid watching it, football. No, okay. So Monday, three hours, not even including pregame and postgame. So we'll say <laughs> we'll say four on Monday. I'm not even kidding. Four on Monday, four on Thursday. We're at eight, and then twelve on Sunday. Like that's how it goes. When there, when one of those four hours every single week is on Dallas, I don't like it. And when it's the only game on at that time, I get angry. And I don't want to have to watch Dallas again. I agree. So the problem that you have is they're usually playing that 325 game. <laughs> you got to get on red zone where, like, you're only watching them for a third of the time instead of the full four hours. That's so- facts. Red zone helps us a lot. And, John, though, here's the great news. We got a problem with it. Forget calling your senator. Forget calling your congressman. <laughs> we're going to get you to call Roger Goodell. Remember, Barstool is another unofficial official sponsor yeah, of the pod. Yep. Dave Portnoy's definitely got some mode of contact with the league. Well, I mean, he did win the... He was supposed to watch, what, the Super Bowl with Roger Goodell like, yeah. in his basement? And they screwed him over. I think we would get Dave Portnoy on our side to get Dallas out of this. That's what I'm saying. I think Portnoy's with us. <laughs> so we're going to get the connects rolling. But, Johnny, I mean... I don't know if like my heart rate gets as high thinking about it as yours does, but I feel your pain. I'm tired of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm tired of Jerry Jones. I'm tired of this team underperforming. That's my biggest thing because like I I had Dak and I, I feel really bad for his uh, for his ankle. I hope he's okay. My fantasy team obviously comes second to his health, but like I'm tired of watching Dak not show up when he was healthy for three quarters and then showing up in the fourth and them always losing. All these Cowboys fans Whoa. think they're the best team in the league. Beating the Falcons, though. Are we yeah. going to talk about that? Yeah, that, was okay. that was elite. That was elite. Wait, wait. Can we just, like, first Sorry. just, like, give a little prayer to the NFC East? Like, it's gross. It is a Yeah, sack. give us a prayer. Snippet sports prayer. It is, I mean, What's I don't want to answer. This is sad. Like, this, this division is a, embarrassing. You got the Giants at 0-5 right now. The Washington football team, yes, you heard me correctly. The Washington football team, that is the name. That is the name of a football team right now. They are one and four. You got Yanza's one of his teams, the Philadelphia Eagles. One, I got one of the four he has. Sitting at one, three, and one with their tie coming against the Bengals. And you have Dallas, who again. We're all sad about Dak, but he's done for the season. You have Andy Dalton and the Dallas Cowboys sitting atop the division at two and three. I mean, wait, 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 what I do want to say though about the Dallas Cowboys is, wow, this take might bite me in the butt. So I'm going on record and saying Andy Dalton's going to surprise people. I think that he's going to play well. I agree. I think that Dallas is going to get a run away with this division. Honestly, that's not saying much. I know it's not saying much. I think a lot of that has to do with how crappy the rest of the teams are. But I think that they will win by like more the division by more than. No, I, a game, I, a I, game. I, John, we will get to yours. I mean, ironically like, enough, I'd spend 10 minutes ranting about how we hate Dallas and we talk about Dallas for 10 minutes. I know, but, like, I do agree with Jans <laughs> about, like, Andy Dalton was in a bad situation, like, yeah. when he was with the Bengals. Like, they were a bad football team. <laughs> he, Andy Dalton finally has the weapons around him to, like, like he has Amari Cooper, Gallup, C.D. Lamb, uh, Zeke. Like, he finally has, like, these good weapons. I mean, usually it was A.J. Green. Mixing in and out week to week, like yeah. he finally has good players. I I think you're right. I think Andy Dalton is going to surprise people. He's gonna he, they're going to win the division pretty substantially. Okay, 
first game of the week I want to touch on. I think this is this is an interesting game. So it's, it's the Chicago it's the Chicago. Oh, Panthers! Bears. I knew you were going to bring this game. Bears up. at Panthers. Bears are four and one. Panthers are three and two. Panthers have won three straight. Bears slight dogs plus one and a half in Carolina. They're even on the money line. Carolina's minus one twenty. Braz, I'm going to start with you. Who we got? Give me Carolina. Give me Matt Rule. Undefeated without Christian McCaffrey, 3-0. and um, I, I haven't seen anything from Nick Foles or the Chicago Bears teams that's made me a believer in them whatsoever. So give me the hot hand in Carolina at home and, and give me the points. I'm agreeing with Braz. On ESPN, I have him at minus 1.5. And, um, and I'd be fine taking that over the money line because I think they're going to win this game too. I, I made the mistake two weeks ago taking the cards against Panthers. I thought it was the easiest game. That was my pick on the picks page. And Johnny gave me shit about it for about a day and a half. So I lived with that. And I'm not going to make that mistake again. The Panthers, Teddy Two Gloves is on a roll right now. Mike Davis, is he's showing up. They got Robbie Anderson, like DJ Moore, and the uh, wide receivers. Like, they're a good team. And the Bears are probably the worst 4-1 team I've seen. I, I think I think they are a fake four and one team right now. I don't believe in them. Fraudulent. I don't know how they ended up squeaking that win against uh, the Bucks last week on Thursday night. Um, they should have that loss. They should have lost to uh, the Lions. They right now they should be what is that three and two? No, two and three. Can, can we get another meme of AJ trying to formulate <laughs> a sentence on Twitter? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> They should be two and three right now, and instead they're somehow four and one. No, AJ. In all seriousness, I do agree with you, but at the same time, I think as oh my god, I'm going out on him again. Nick Foles. I think that as he gets more comfortable in this offense, hopefully it'll start to look better. Um, but they they really don't have a ton of weapons in general. So and and they're not running the RPOs like I've been saying the guy needs. They run an RPO like on third and five when they need it, and he tends to pick it up when that happens. Other than that, they're dropping him back. I've been saying it for years. He's not that type of quarterback. He can excel when he's got to make one read when you run those combo routes, but they're not doing it for him. So if they continue not to, they will not, you know, continue the type of success that they have seen. Um, but I, I still think that uh, I don't think they're taking the Bears. You taking the Bears to win the division? No, to win this ball game. To win the division. Uh, who do we play? Bears the Panthers. Have you, not been, been, have you no. not been listening? I was checking something. Wall Street Journal. You're taking the Bears. That's what I've heard. That's what I heard too. I mean, What's the spread? You can't, you can't go out on a limb. Where's the game? It's in Carolina. If he listens, to I'm John. taking the Panthers. I'll go Chicago. Jan takes the Bears. Next game, I want to move to. The wait, 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 real quick. Teddy Two Gloves is going to have a bad game. All right, Bears, go ahead. <laughs> Next game on the move to the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers in the division, the AFC North, that I think right now is the best division in football. Cleveland's coming in a little hot. Pittsburgh's 4-0 undefeated right now. My Super Bowl pick, by the way, not a big deal. First time since 79, Pittsburgh has been 4-0 on the defense's elite. Cleveland plus 3.5 at Heinz Field, not Hunts, at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Cleveland plus 170 on the money line. Pittsburgh minus 190 on the money line. I guess we can run it over to Braz first. Braz, who do we like uh, to take the points here? Browns plus three and a half. Johnny, you're, we're, we're getting into this. I, I, I didn't have a time to look at the lines before <laughs> our uh, preview, so I'm a little on edge here. But this is this is a good one. Um, your Super Bowl team favored in this one. I, oof. 
after the way, I mean, we watched the Eagles and Steelers game together last week, and we saw the Eagles just claw their way back in, and, and um, the Steelers really couldn't just put that one away. The Browns, however, OBJ has not practiced all week. Nick Chubb, obviously, on IR. Oof. The, the spread from the Browns is tempting, but give me the Steelers in this one. I, I feel like the Browns are just due for, for a dud. Um, so I think it comes here at home in Pittsburgh. Or, excuse me, on the road in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a game I'd, I'd urge you to stay away from. I don't like either of these spreads one bit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough game for sure. Because, like, I still don't know if, like, if Cleveland is legit. I mean, this They're is the team. This is the team I thought I'd see for them last year, and they, they never showed me it. Um, like, I had OBJ in fantasy last year, and, like, he's finally performing. Like, I drafted him to perform last year. Um, so, I mean,. Cleveland, they're they're coming into their own right now. They they they're showing now like that their weapons are actually performing like they should, and the Steelers still kind of confuse me. I mean, they're getting it done without their best player performing like he should be. I mean, Juju Smith has not been playing like a number one wide receiver, and I don't think that's on him. It's more just like Big Ben's finding other ways to win. I mean, you look at Chase Claypool, who just went off last week. He had four total touchdowns. He completely went off. Um, and before that, it was Deontay Johnson, like. Big Ben's finding other ways to win. And then they got Eric Ebron, I'm pretty sure, at the tight end. Big Ben's finding other ways to win. But he's going to have to go back to his number one guy if they really want to make a deep run. Him and Juju are going to have to figure it out. And Juju's really going to have to step it up. And just find ways to get open. Find ways to have Big Ben throw him the ball. If I have to take something in this game, I'm going to go Steelers. I'm going to have to buy half a point, though, and I'm going to go minus three. That's, that's, that's a fair thing to say. I'm... I'm going to buy half a point, and I'm taking Steelers minus Wait, three. Wait, so you just want to – because the minus three doesn't get you the dub. It gets you the push. Yeah. So wouldn't you want to buy a full point? No. No. You never buy the full point. No, you don't buy the full point. You buy half a point. You never buy a full point. Why? You never buy the full point. <laughs> <laughs> you never buy the full point. But anyways, it's because the odds, you know, then that's just another, what, like uh, minus ten basically tacked at on least, top of at that. At least, And yeah. so now you're looking at maybe minus 140 just for a point. Like – I will. I will. A push is a win. Push is a win. I would like to cover my butt for a push, and and have to put down a little more money than have to put down a ton more money and still lose. Maybe. So like, I just. What are your units? Like a grand? Yeah, about twenty five k. No, well, I'm I just mean, joking. When we're making this much money from snippet, like we're able to throw the yeah. big bucks. Like my, for example, I'll tell the people like my Dodgers future. For example, it's only fifty bucks, so we're not gonna have problems paying that out. Fifty k. Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. I'm not a degenerate going to the Nino every night like Johnny over here. Do you want to touch on that or no? Uh, yeah, I've been hot at the blackjack tables. <laughs> keeping my, I've been keeping my distance away um, from losing money. I've, That's how you can ask. For I've it. been socially distant from losing money at the Nino, and it continues to be nope. working. Uh, I think. Wait, it's, I think it's good karma. Jan's got away from too. telling us his pick. For what? Oh, I'm, I'm taking the the Steelers minus three and a half. Wow. Can I find the half a point with me. I'll buy half with you. I, I, I think that the um, I think that the Browns are kind of frauds. To I, be honest, I, I think, think they're stacked on offense, but like that O line still scares me. Real quick, I think I'm the only one taking the Browns here. Plus I think three. I think Braz did too. No, Bra- Braz, you took the Browns too, didn't you? No, he's not hit. Oh. I think I'm the only one taking Kevin Colm and the Cleveland Browns, even though Pittsburgh's my Super Bowl pick. That hasn't changed. I think the Browns are for real here. I think three and a half is too much. I could easily see them losing by a field goal. I get that you buy the half point. Um, I think the Brown, Browns definitely cover here. I'm going to say definitely. 
Um, this won't be my pick tonight, though. This is like I would avoid this game at all costs. Well, I hope it's not your pick tonight because this game's on Sunday. I, so the the uh, <laughs> no in our in late tonight preview. Oh, I got you. What, I got you. What I think though, I think in this game, both these teams are four and one. I think both are legit playoff teams, look. and both can. Pittsburgh's four and all. I just think three and a half points is too much to I agree. And take then, the lead for the division. No, I totally agree. And like that goes back to like when we were talking about the Bama Georgia game. Like in these tight games, like you got a division game in the NFL, you have Bama versus Georgia, highly um highly uh touted game, whatever you are. Like these games are gonna be very close, and that's why I had to buy that half point because it probably will be a one score game, and I'd much rather hit that push. So one game I do want to get your guys' take on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Johnny has oh. one more game. Are we doing okay? Oh, we'll do I was going to throw a game out. He's yeah, gonna... no, this will be Jan's. Okay, fine. Our last game. Our last game. Okay, fine. Because Blake and I still got our snippet. That's yeah. We don't want to go through everything. And you might go through this game later, which is fine. But I do like want to get everyone's take on this um, Falcons Vikes game coming up because the Vikes sitting at one and four, they really haven't looked great at all. I think they looked a lot better against Seattle though. They put up a good fight. They had honestly had no excuse to blow that game. They should be two and three right now. But the Falcons guys, I mean, you look at this offense. I get Julio Jones has been on and off the field, but it seems like both sides of the ball they're very streaky and neither clicks at the same time. And when they're not clicking either side, it's really bad. And so, like, this Falcons team has so much talent, I keep telling myself each week, okay, the Falcons got to win at some point, and then they keep losing. So what do, we, what do we like to break here? Do the Vikes figure it out and get over the hump, or do the Falcons finally get that I, win? Obviously, biased opinion, but, like, I think when I'm talking about my sports teams, I think, like, I'll pick against them all the time. Like, I, pick, I picked against the Vikes last week uh, on the spread. Anyways, though, I think for the Falcons, I think when you say they have talent all over, I think that's only on offense. I don't uh-huh. think they, I don't think they can cover anyone on defense. It's so apparent. Um, so well, they're injured in the secondary, to be fair. Sure, but I think a lot of teams are banged up. But yes, I agree. I, I think the Falcons are horrible on defense. I really think this is an easy pick of the week. Vikings minus four. I'm just gonna go on go on a limb and say that's an easy cover for the Vikes. So the one thing I wanted to say when you said the Vikings should be two and three is. They honestly should be three and two. They've lost two games by one point now. Yeah, that's beside. That's beside the point. Same fashion, though. I know clearly that is beside the point. Matt Ryan has not thrown a touchdown in two straight games now, and I think that is something that really needs to be looked at because the game before that against the Bears, he threw for one touchdown. So in the last three weeks, Matt Ryan has thrown for one touchdown, and like Johnny said, their defense is atrocious. If Matt Ryan can't get it done on offense, who do you look to on that team? To get it done. And, I mean, the Vikings are a perfect defense for Matt Ryan to go up against and throw for 350 and three touchdowns. But what I saw from the Vikings secondary last week, I'm not going to say it gave me hope because I still have no hope in them. But they were able to shut down the Seahawks defense. Offense. Offense, sorry. For pretty much three and a half quarters. It was that seven-minute stretch that they scored 21 points. Besides that, they did. And then, obviously, that last... Um, that last drive, which they brought up two fourth downs on. So, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think I'm, I really do like that minus four. And I really like what I've seen from the Vikings offense in these past two weeks. Um, I don't know exactly what's going on with Delvin Cook and his injury. Johnny, has there been any news? Delvin is out this week. Delvin's out. Then, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. We have our bye week coming up. I don't think it's really worth it um, to rush him back, especially since we have the bye. And, I mean, Madison ran for 100 yards when he came back. Mike Boone's going to get involved. So I think it all depends on if, if Kirk shows up and if our offense is clicking. If not, this could be a very scary game for the Vikes and the Falcons might get their first win. But 
That's beside the point. I think Vice minus four. Beside the point. <laughs> you already went. Brass, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to have to take the Vikings, even though they're without Dalvin Cook. I mean, Falcons will be playing their first game without Dan Quinn. Um, like, I think you guys covered it. I think the, we got to enter the Falcons into the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. And AJ covered it just with Matt Ryan only throwing one touchdown in the last three weeks. Um, not getting any any younger. So, definitely want to watch, but I, I like the Vikings. And that's interesting because... It was a few weeks ago that Johnny brought up that um, what's more likely with which quarterback's going to finish with their um, current team, and I brought up the Matt Ryan talk, and because that wasn't one of the quarterbacks he brought up. But if this is how like their season's going, like it would not surprise me one bit to see. Um, like I, I didn't think Matt Ryan was going to not be with the Falcons for um, a few more years, but if they're not going to win a game, there's no reason not for for them not to get Trevor Lawrence in the draft if they have that number one pick. So yeah, I mean, you brought uh, this. You yeah. brought this up. What's what's your pick on it? I'm actually going to go against the grain here. Um, although I think that the Vikings are actually a better team, I'm, I'm going to go with the Falcons because a couple of reasons. One, I think they again they got to win at some point. Secondly, when you're t- they're getting Julio Jones back against a, in my opinion, subpar secondary with the Minnesota Vikings, I don't think that Dalvin's going to be a, a, like a huge loss. Assuming that Madison can, you know put up some numbers and kind of run like he did against Seattle. I thought he came and he played pretty well um, overall, but obviously not having Dalvin Hurts. And I do think that there is some kind of a psychological effect when your coach gets fired. Um, A lot of times, even like you see this in the NBA, um, I don't know how much you see it in the NFL, but a coach gets fired and it seems like a team is really crappy. They they tend to win their next game for some reason. I don't have an actual statistic to back that up, um, but it's something that I feel like I've observed over the years that your coach gets fired, you're like, crap, like, yeah, things are really going to, to hell here um, in our organization. They get kind of amped for their new coach game one and then they settle back into being crappy because that's what they are. But so I think that, Having someone new at the helm, getting Julio Jones back, playing a subpar uh, secondary, I think all that goes into uh, the Falcons getting their first one of the season and AJ um, being depressed again. I mean, I watched that game with him. Um, was that that? I went to work out after. I was. I, I no, mean, you were. You, you, he. During, you, okay, yeah. You during stormed that, off. I did after. not. Storm you off. did. You slammed your door to go go do something for homework, but you slammed it. Kid was angry. Very uh, not true statement there. <laughs> I was only mad during that seven minute spurt when we gave up twenty one points, which is so understandable. We lose the game. I honestly laughed it off. Went to my room, did homework, real quick. Went to go work out. I've accepted. I've started to not let these losses affect my day because I just I, I've seen it too much. It, it happens and it's over. One thing I did want to bring up is your point about Julio Jones. He, yes, he's coming back, and yes, we've had Xavier Rhodes covering him in the past when we played them, but he has not done much against the Vikings, and he has not done much this season when he's healthy. I mean, healthy in quotations. He, I don't think it's really ever healthy. Is he gets injured a lot, but he's not the wide receiver he should be. And I honestly kind of put that on Matt Ryan. He, he is the number one target. He is arguably one of the best wide receivers in the league. And he has had one season in his whole career receiving 10 touchdowns. There is a problem with Matt Ryan finding Julio Jones in the end zone. I I do think that they don't look to give it to him in the red zone enough. I would also have to look at those situations to really make a statement on whose fault or where I think the fault lies. But what I will say is 
Um, whether or not he's putting up numbers, I always think it's really unfair. I, th- I think numbers are very important, especially if you're supposed to be a top guy. Like Zach Ertz, one one catch last week, I think, yeah. against the Steelers. Like that's something you want to bring up. Like that that's important because he's a top guy. Talk about his numbers, but at the same time, it's not, that doesn't mean Zach Ertz is not being what he is out there. I mean, he's the only weapon. Real. I mean, I get Greg Ward is good. I got Fulgram had a great game for the Eagles, but defenses are keying on Zach Ertz because he's the biggest threat on the field, which opens up these guys like Fulgram. And so I think that whether Julio Jones goes off for seven catches, a hundred and something yards and a touchdown or not, at the end of the day, just having him on the field will continue to open up guys like Hooper and Ridley. Well, Hooper's who, not there anymore, but yeah, Hayden or no, Hurst. Sorry, Hayden Hurst, excuse yeah. me. Um, but, and, um, and, and Calvin Ridley, who's been great this year, I think it'll only, you know, open things up more for them. So yes, I do think it's important for your top guy to put up numbers. But I do think that him being on the field will have an impact outside of his statistics. Well, so the numbers I do want to focus on because it's pretty crazy is his receiving yards. Like, like, I want to look at like, the, like, the ratio of yards to touchdowns because this guy puts up 1,400 yards like it's nothing. I mean, he's even put up 1,800 yards. It is crazy. But he still is, besides that 10 touchdown year in 2012, his top is eight. And his average is really, it's, it's around six per year. So, I mean, and he hasn't found the end zone yet. But this is a perfect matchup for him. I mean, he's got young corners to go against, short corners too, and he's he's a big guy. So this is a perfect game for him to sprout um, and, and find the end zone for the first time this season. So if he can stay healthy throughout the game, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the end zone. But that was, that was the third good game to bring up. So um, Glad we touched on that. Um... Honestly, I think I think it's really all we got today, John. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Well, nothing. we gotta get into likes and dislikes. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's it, though. Um, yeah, nothing hockey, nothing NBA. I mean, we do have hockey kind of coming up. Like oh, we always be like, is I'm it October a, yet? I'm is it January a, yet? I'm gonna have a long free agent special where I go over all the moves um, that will be coming out this week because free agency is basically all but done. Um, we don't have to get into that now, though. So awesome. So Jan, I think. You can start us off with the likes and dislikes. I'll start us off with likes and dislikes. Um, <laughs> I like that uh, Big Ten football is going to be back in a little over a week um, at this point. Really excited about that. Uh, I don't know. Dislike. I guess I'm maybe a little bit worried about the NFL season at the moment um, with COVID spreading in some cases. I, w- I would like to think that they have it under control. I mean, the MLB, w- we, we kind of sounded the alarm too when MLB uh, had an outbreak. They really had it under control. Not too many hiccups, and they kept it rolling. So, um my dislike is, is uh, I'm a little wary of where it's headed, but also at the same time, like to think they can figure it out. Yeah, um, I'll go with my like. I kind of already touched about when we were talking about baseball, but I love where the series are sitting with the Rays atop and the Braves. Um, I would love, I'd change it to, I would love if those two teams were in the World Series, but as of right now, they're not there, so it's just a like. Um, and I'm honestly going to agree with Giannis on the dislike. I'm, I am a little scared about the NFL season. It's, I think, a little different than MLB just because, like, you're seeing so many teams, so many different teams rather than it just being, like, two or three teams in MLB. And also with the amount of um, change that they've already had in the schedule, like, how many more times can they switch around seven games over the span of a few weeks? Like, I mean, they spread it around, like, over the time, but, like, how many more times can they keep doing that before, like, you're going to run into problems? I mean, they, they almost ran into problems with the Titans game they were supposed to play yesterday on Thursday, and they had to move it to Monday because they played this past Tuesday. So, I mean, I'm a little scared. I really hope that NFL can figure it out because, I mean, seeing, what, an 11-5 Vikings team in the Super Bowl will be a lot of fun. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, that's all I can really say to that one. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, my life, I mean, I just love shopping at Whole Foods. I, I really do. I mean, their guacamole is just, it's insane. Like, what can, what can I say about their guacamole? Like, they have great avocado. But today, I made just, their frozen burger patties, have they're like juicier than anywhere you can get a burger. Okay, they really are. I really don't do much to them. The one thing I will say is, this could be my dislike too, chili powder. Why can chili powder not be not be as spicy as the name suggests? Okay, our chili's not spicy. I'm getting zero spice from chili powder. And as Brad knows, <laughs> we love our spice now. This kid is, you gotta touch on this, Blake, but he's the hardest of hardcore spice lovers. So I've been getting into it ever since my visit to Malibu Elite. I love Red Hot Salsa. Chili powder, mm-hmm. though. Where's the spice? Like, I don't get it's it. not spicy. And why? It's chili powder. Before Braz gets into this, I love every week coming to this pod and knowing that either one of Johnny's likes or dislikes is going to revolve around food. I absolutely, every time. I look forward to the end of our podcast when I get to hear about his food take of the week. <laughs> Johnny's food take of the week. That could be a segment. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that? Did you give both? Well, yeah, chili powder. Yeah, that was a dislike. All right. And I forgot to get red pepper flakes, so I couldn't make it spicy. Red pepper flakes. That just sounds weird coming out of your mouth. The respect, and I hope you get them soon. <laughs> Blake, give me your likes and dislikes. Well, Johnny knows I'm a huge Cajun fan, so I'd say Cajun over chili powder. Agreed. Cajun's gas. That's heat. Um, but my like, oh, we have Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady this weekend. It's probably the last time we're going to see these two together until they face off in the Super Bowl. Or, excuse me, Brady's in the NFC now. Until they face off in the NFC Championship this year. Which, no, the Buccaneers are not making it. Oh, that's the reason they're... It's yeah. not going to It's because of the Bucs, <laughs> not because... Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, sorry, one NBA thing I just wanted to touch on quickly that we did is Doc Rivers agreed to be the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers as well as Ty Lue, the, the Clippers. head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers and in four. The Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey, has stepped down. So there's some... Big um, NBA topics that I think. Interesting, you know, so. Brad. You got to speak up. Like we, I didn't even know this happened. Like, I mean, I knew Ty Lue. I honestly didn't even know Dr. Rivers signed. Yeah, so those would be my likes. My dislike is it's snowing in Minnesota. Did it not snow today? Yeah, Johnny. I'm surprised we didn't get a brand from Johnny because he was doing it oh in text God. about how he had to walk over and what what were the words he used? He used like a blizzard vortex. I don't even know what he used on text. Well, I'm walking yeah. through a hailstorm. Hailstorm, that's what it was. A hailstorm, yeah. Jesus. Well, it, is, it is 99 degrees here today, so I'd love for you guys to come out soon. I know you're coming in a few weeks. AJ, we got to figure this yeah, out. Yeah, I, I didn't even... Oh. I get a text from Braz last night, something about... I mean, I don't really remember it, but it was something about how Jans and John were coming, like, November 12th. I'm like, what? I told you about this twice. Maybe he did, maybe he did. A lot of the stuff Jans tells me goes in one out the other. Like so. talking to a brick wall, that's... God, no, wait, at least I at least absorb it, but it goes straight back well, out. It's like talking to a brick wall who doesn't even clip his toenails. Oh, my, what are you talking about? Get on if it. If you're not going to wear socks, clip them, you know? Like, what, like, what are you talking These are clipped. <laughs> Kids got talions. Oh, These are gross. clipped toenails. Yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. I'm so happy for the viewers at home that they don't have to see AJ's stinky, smelly, talion riddled feet. I mean, this is what happens when you go on runs. Like, your your feet, they, they're going to get runs. Subtle run flex. Subtle yeah. flex. Not a bit. All right, all right. This is. This is Guys, we can banter on this after we end the pod. The people are like, wait, is this over? Are they getting into new segments? What's going on? They don't want us to get into a new segment. They don't want us to. So thanks uh, for listening, as always. And um, we'll, we'll see you guys next week.